atunci când cauți cu adevărat folosul celuilalt, indiferent că se află dincolo de granițele tale, clădești ceva care dăinuiește. Asculți acum podcastul Fără Granițe, ediția Uganda. Well, we have a special guest, a surprise guest, we could say, <laughs> coming all the way from Africa, all the way from Uganda. We want to tell the story in a different way. But first, we need to get to know you. We need, we need to get to know who you are, what you're doing, what's your profession. Tell, tell us, just describe your life <laughs> in a few words. <laughs> My name is Elia Bnatulinda. I'm a lawyer by profession. Uh, but um, I decided to specialize in uh, immigration, mm. investment, and uh, non-government organizations. Uh, those are what you call non-contentious matters in law, mm-hmm. because they are these are the the new areas, key areas that are driving the economy. And uh, I love business as a Christian because uh, we believe in a, in, a, in a church that is economically empowered. Because that is when when we can drive the, the the vision also of the Christianity ahead. Because you you get money to support the church here and there. Mm-hmm. So I am dealing basically in those three things: investment, uh, immigration, and also non-government organizations. Of course, all of them are geared towards uh, contributing to to the development of Uganda. So my role is to outsource or lobby for trade for my country and also lobby for aid to to different uh, indigenous organizations in our country. But all these, I, I do it privately. I used mm-hmm. to work with government, with the Minister of Interior, uh, but um, I resigned because uh, I remember some senior commission asking me, how can a young man of 27 years Resigned from government, I said, my vision, I think, is not now just being here without making decisions, but I believe in an institution where I can take a decision, taking charge, because I believe in strategic planning, which calls for rigorous planning and serious execution. Hmm. So when I'm in my private work, I can do that at a private level. Well... If we are talking about a little bit about the business world, um, anywhere in the world to do business, it can get difficult. Yes. And especially yes. if you're going on your own, if you're going private, mm. uh, it is difficult. Tell us a little bit about the business world in Uganda. How hard it was for you to transition from the government to going on your own? Like how hard it is to have your own startup business? Uh, first of all, what, what is important among all is reputation the bible in proverbs 22:1 is very clear if you have to choose between great wealth and reputation you choose reputation because reputation brings you money bring reputation brings you clients so uh, my my story is different i i started my business without any coin but my reputation is the one that has sold me up to now i i wake up from home i have no money By the time I reach office, all the bills are cleared, all the taxes are cleared, and uh, the workers are paid. So reputation is very, very key. What is happening these days is that as the young people, 
you 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 want to to get money and live a life of someone who is 50 years i mean this person has been working for the last 30 years and so but if you are um, 30 years i cannot live like someone who is 50 years because they have been at it i've just been in service for the last like 7 years it's all about knowing who you are that is the greatest yardstick because if you know who you are then you know what to do. They, they need to know. Uh, they need you, 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 you uh, to ultimately know what you need to do and they need not to do. Those are two, two, two separate things. And how did you find out uh, who you are and what you like? One, I am from a humble family. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I was going uh, to, to the city, like um, the capital of Romania is Bucharest. Or let us put it at Kuruji Napoka, and you find you come from a very deep area, and you are coming from a city. When I was entering Kuruji Napoka, I saw the city very beautiful. I had to stop, take a selfie, take a photo. So, where I come from, Kabale, it is in the southwestern part of Uganda, very, very far. And uh, from that city to the main city, main capital city of Uganda, which is Kampara, is uh, also about uh, 600 kilometers. Mm -hmm. So I only went to the capital city when I was joining the university mm -hmm. on the 4th of January, 2009. And uh, when I reached Masaka, Masaka, which is around 300 kilometers before the capital city, some friends of mine had told me, the moment you reach a place where there is a roundabout, just know you have reached the capital city of Uganda. Mm. So as I was traveling, I reached a certain roundabout in Masaka, 300 kilometers before I am in the capital city. <laughs> so when I reached the roundabout, I said, I called a friend of mine. I was studying with in primary, Edgar, and I told him, oh, my brother, I am now in Kampara said, oh, he rushed the pet to the taxi <laughs> stage to wait for me. The man waited for three hours, waited, four hours. The man said, e, which part of Kampara are you? Which part of the city are you in? <laughs> so that one sparked my mind to know that uh, I come from very far because in the city, I had only two relatives uh, by then who, who were working. They are well off in Uganda among the serious businessmen. That sparked my mind to know that uh, I have come to Kampara. I know only two people. I said, this cannot be allowed. Mm. I said to God, I made a vow to God that the day I die, when I am going back to my home village and they are taking my body, I should have known thousands of people. And from that day, when I was joining university, Uganda Christian University, which is based in Mokono, mm. I said, I have to know people but also not only knowing people, people who make decisions and people who matter in Uganda. That is how my life begins to change. Mm -hmm. Now, from that time, I begin to befriend the, the top. Who is who in the country? The president, the first lady, the, the army commanders, the military generals, all those. And I met one, the, one, special, one special general, his late, may his soul rest in turn of peace, uh, the late General Ronda, who was a Ugandan army commander by then. Later, I became a minister of interior. Uh, I worked closely with him. I remember I hosted him on the 10th of June, 2010. 
10th of June 2010 and that begins a total change in my life. He becomes a mentor, he becomes a parent to me. The man would treat me like his own child and I live the life of a son of a general, a military general in Kampala. Mm. I had all the favors from him. In case I went to him for pocket money, he would touch his pockets. Whether he gets mm. five million, which is around like one thousand five hundred dollars or two thousand, whatever would pick from his pocket, he would never count. He would mm. simply say, well, "You go and study. You go and study." But uh, he would always caution me, my son, reduce on the speed because I was a young man. After that uh, conference I had, I took him to to my former high school. It was like this was my first time to be in that school. He loved it. He loved the way I had organized the students to come for the retreat. So from that day, he said, we meet the following Monday. It was a Saturday. So I had to travel on Sunday to meet him on Monday at 2 p.m. Now, when I reached the hotel, it's called Nanjing. It's a Chinese restaurant in Kampara, Kororo. Kororo is the, 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 a place for really the nobles. I was at the hotel because I had to take a border border from university to, to that uh, hotel to wait for the general. Oh, when the waiters asked me, who are you waiting for? I said, I'm waiting for the general. And I said, what? <laughs> because they said, you, they looked at me, the way I was dressed, said, how, <laughs> how can a man like me wait for a general? So they, they were chasing me up and down. So all of a sudden I reached there at around 1.30. The general, by 2 p.m., <laughs> he was entering the hotel and invite, quickly invited me. He had a special room. He, they, they took me there. Then we began chatting. I remember he told me that um, you're a good leader, but you have to be organized. Power belongs to the organized. Mm -hmm. Why he was saying that? He had seen that I had mixed up people of different ages, and that means when a speaker is giving out information to them, they certainly mix up the information. They don't, they are not at the same understanding level. So from that time, he said, you're a good leader. You just need to be organized. That begins a total overhaul of my life. And life has never been the same again. Isn't that amazing how God just connects the dots and make things happen in your life? Because... You know, what were the odds for you uh, to meet with the general? You uh, know. Of course, that was good. It was really planned by God. Otherwise, who am I? Who am I? Exactly. Yes. Um, well, we talked a little bit about your business life. How about your ministry life? What are you doing for the church? And on this topic, how did you get to know our own, very own Danny? Oh, my brother, my brother, Daniel. You can tell us anything you want about him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my brother, Daniel, he's, um, he's an amazing man, but also a man who loves accountability. Oh. He, he told me the first time we met, he told me, Eliab, uh, because they were given to me by B Bishop Kiza, and the bishop said, Eliab always advised these people very well. Now I said to my God, if, if I advise these people wrongly or if I cheat them, they will not be with me. So I said, God, teach me the right way to always advise people. 
The Bible in 1st John uh, chapter 4 verse 20 says if you are to love God whom you have not seen yet to hate your neighbor on a daily mm-hmm. basis whom you whom you see on a daily basis how how can that happen so God promised us about three things faith love and hope but the most important one is love now when they were introduced to me i found Daniel a man full of passion to serve africa and i've always i had always wanted someone who can change or transform my my community so i said let me be a good man to this man so we became friends through uh, our work i registered his organization i helped him with all the power he started sorele every time he would invite me to rubuguli i say i'm busy i'm busy <laughs> but uh, all of a sudden i started uh, sorele marking every year 23rd of december 23rd of december i must be at his mission camp and i live on 24th <laughs> that one is already marked on my every year my calendar is marked I have to mm. be at his mission camp in Kisoro to stay with him and see the progress but also what interested me to him was that his integrity he values integrity very very much mm. and um he loves people he is a man of people you can imagine he, you go to the village they think Daniel is a, 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 a muchiga <laughs> Daniel is with people they are together talking he even goes to the bar to meet those people who are, are drunkards and he talks mm. to them he preaches to them they change they turn to god mm. because the bible if if you you are not go, you, you cannot only concentrate on those who are already saved you go out for the prostitutes you go exactly. out for the drunkards and i was amazed last year when i was with him at his village he took me to 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 the trading center all of a sudden even the drunkards would come and greet him said you man are you the mayor of this place mayor is like <laughs> a, a political leader so I was like ah, this is interesting so if a muzungu can come from romania go to uganda and be like ugandans preach the gospel why not us it is really something that we have to work on as as the young people and also as as citizens of our country but also uh daniel i found out that uh, he was reserved reserved in a sense that uh he's he's not judging too much to too quick to judge people he gives you time to to understand you and to appreciate what you do why i have been where i am now is that he, one time when i was going to germany for the first time i called him daniel i'm now going to germany he said uh-huh area but it is good for you you are going to europe when you come <laughs> back you will have a changed mind mm-hmm. so every time he would challenge me and indeed i can tell you when i went to germany and i went back to uganda mm-hmm. the way i looked at my business totally changed and daniel has constantly advised me charge less money but you get many clients mm-hmm. and it has worked mm-hmm. so in one way you find that then daniel recommends me to me to me so many people he meets people somewhere in a, in, a, in a hotel he tells them mm-hmm. if you want any immigration work if you want any any job work please look for my brother Eddie. he can do it well and by the time someone comes to me they have already made up a decision and what i i have to ensure that i protect his name
Mm. So really, we, we've been at it and I have managed, I've, I mean, I've promised him to to take him to every place. The other day, I took him to the Prime Minister of the Republic of Uganda. The Prime Minister. High places. <laughs> yes, the, the, the Prime Minister will come to him and um, they had a good chat for about 30 minutes and they took photos and uh, and all, all those are there for, for record purposes. So I think with uh, what I've seen, Hope for Uganda Ministry is doing great wonders in Rubuguri. Mm-hmm. And I can confirm the local leadership. Local leadership is, is in support. Uh, and uh, and uh, even the woman member of parliament, Kisoro, uh, uh, my sister Rose Kawageni, has visited Hope Mission Camp, mm-hmm. even slept at the camp to, to confirm what they are doing. Mm-hmm. So if the leadership of the district of Uganda appreciating what about the locals even us who provide services to them we we just need to to continue serving god very well because mm. that is what we are called to do service above reality self service that that is that is what we are called upon to do how needed would you say is the hope mission um campus in that place of uganda the what I can say is that the the camp is the Hope Mission camp is on a strategic path. Mm-hmm. Uh, it only needs a team of committed people because the, our villages in Uganda are not easy to manage. Mm-hmm. Living with villagers, myself, I cannot live there. Mm-hmm. So because now I am used to Kampar, I I can only manage to visit. <laughs> so b- b- because the kind of environment now I am dealing with is quite different, but um, the organization needs to understand the needs of the people, and also the the, the people on the ground uh, in Iksoro, uh, they also need to understand what the vision and mission of ho- of Hope Mission is. Mm. When you merge those two, I am very confident that the, the two entities, because they serve each other, we will move ahead and they will, they will serve God better. In just a few words, maybe on an ending note, what would you say is your dream for your country? What is your biggest dream? My, my biggest dream is to see uh, my fellow countrymen uh, out of poverty. Mm. Because... When people are in poverty, they can never think. They can never make wise decisions. Uh, poverty makes human mind retarded. Every time they, 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 make, they make irrational decisions, which ultimately affects service delivery. Now, if you are a poor country, you also elect poor leaders mm-hmm. who are going to steal the money. My belief is that we need to have a new change of politics mm. whereby leaders are called into governance not because of money. You can never get money in politics. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll be disappointed. Yeah. Uh, it's about service. It's about self-sacrifice. I think that's something our politicians should learn as well. <laughs> yes, because money, you get money, then what? Then what? You get money just lying on your account. You cannot eat it. Mm-hmm. You cannot even eat a meal on a daily basis. If they give you $50, just every day they say, okay, you eat $50. You should get goods worth $50. You take and finish. Mm-hmm. You cannot. 
You cannot. It's not only about money. This is what people have failed to understand. It's about making a small difference to the people around you. The late Bob Marley, the musician, once mm-hmm. said that uh, the greatness of a man is in his ability to influence those around him positively. Mm-hmm. So if you influence those people around you positively, certainly you are making a great impact to the mm-hmm. country and to the world. I'm loving that you just said that of, you know, having even if it's a small impact, but still making the change around you, even, yes. even if you're not going that far. Yes. But I'm really loving that you said that because sometimes we don't do the good just because we don't think it's going to change anything Absolutely. because it's so small. Yes. But it's important because if you're doing something and I'm doing something and everybody's doing something, then bam, we have the change. I, I, I agree. I and, I and I can tell you recently, Daniel gave me uh, my sister, uh, Lily, it has learned. Uh, she was a volunteer with Daniel. Lily came to my home village in, in Kavale, Bunagana. Lily has set up a project for women. Mm. Oh my God. My village, it was the first time they were seeing a Muzungu in an area. My village had never seen a Muzungu construct a project there. Right now, my village is really doing tremendous work. Because women are supported economically, there are circles, circles are like cooperatives that promote mm-hmm. income generating activities for them. Women know God. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is what we are called upon to do. Because if my villagers, my fellow villagers cannot reach where they are supposed to be, then there, you may find there can be someone like you who can help to access somewhere. That is what you call strategic partnership. Mm-hmm. Get somewhere, befriend other people who can support your people. The trend continues. The tra- mm-hmm. Because you never know who will happen, who will happen to, to help you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and, and that, is, that is what what I believe in. Because our tomorrow must be certainly different from today. Yep. Yes. Well, thank you for sharing with so much passion. I yes. can tell there is a lot of passion yeah. inside of you. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, encouraging you and empowering you to do what you do. Mm. Um, since you're in Romania right now, what mm. would be, I don't know, just a thought to the Romanians listening to us? I have seen Romania. It is on the right path to, to development. I, I can confidently say that... Uh, as long as the leadership, I have traveled using the, the air, I have used the road. The roads are good, I think. <laughs> the, the, the people really... Depends how you look at it. <laughs> yes, the, the, what matters now is for, for the Romanian people to sit down and know that above everything, it is your country first. Mm. Your country, Romania, is number one. Then if you think like that, just know you've given a right kind of uh, assurance, mm-hmm. uh, posterity assurance mm-hmm. to your great, great grandchildren. Because I am very sure that there is no one who can come to develop your country. It is the citizens that have the first mandate to develop their country. Mm-hmm. But they must love it. They must be patriotic mm-hmm. to whatever they do. If they are patriotic, 
that means the children will certainly also find what their parents, what their great-grandparents prepared, and they will love it and they will protect and guard their national symbol very, very jealously. As we just said earlier, change starts with every each one of us. Yes, yes. Thank you for that encouragement and for that thought. Fără granițe este un podcast realizat de Radio Speranța Cluj-Napoca. Pentru mai multe informații și date de contact, te rugăm să accesezi descrierea acestei emisiuni.